You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, and it's Friday, which means it's Flashback Friday time as we bring you a classic episode from the vault, mainly of Survivor Oz. We may do some other ones in the future, who knows? But it's all about Survivor Oz at the moment. And we have decided, well, not really, we haven't decided, you have decided, the listener, that you want to hear a classic interview in the form of Marilyn Mad Dog Hershey from Season 2, The Australian Outback. What an episode this was, what an interview this was. One of my personal favourites, not just in terms of interviews, but one of my personal favourite contestants. Basically, anybody from the first two or three seasons, I was always absolutely honoured to have a chat with and generally gave some of the best chats we ever had in the course of Survivor Oz. And Mad Dog sort of just a huge character back in the day of Survivor and still a huge character when we spoke with her a few years ago. You're going to learn a lot about her time on the show, a lot about what she's been up to since. And you're even going to hear her rap because why wouldn't you hear Marilyn Mad Dog Hershey rap when you do an interview with her about Survivor? So here it is. A classic interview from Marilyn, Mad Dog Hershey, talking about Australian Outback and everything else in between. Marilyn, Mad Dog Hershey competed on the second season of the Australian Outback where she finished in 14th place. Despite her early exit, she left the second season as one of the most popular characters and is remembered for her dry humour, her friendship with Tina and of course removing her teeth in the gross food eating challenge. I spoke to Mad Dog about why she started crying as soon as she got off the plane in Australia, which contestant is a greedy bitch, as well as why we might be seeing a rap album from her in the future and addressing the beef jerky situation and just what Kel did when sleeping by himself under a canoe. Mad Dog, welcome to Survivor Oz. Uh oh. Good morning. Good dog, Mike. <laughs> Look, that was the first thing that I said as soon as I stepped off Qantas. <laughs> Every, to everybody. Good dog, Mike. <laughs> You've been perfecting that over the years, haven't you? You've been practicing that just for this interview as well. Look, as soon as I knew this this was coming, I knew I had to practice because it, it had been a while. Yes. And I should have been practicing on my didgeridoo. Hmm. Yes. I brought three of those back with me. Right. I love them. Do, do you still have them? Do you still play them? Um. Oh, oh I've been uh, playing them. Hmm. Okay. That's good. Get you some use out of them. <laughs> Yes. Yes, they're not just ornamental. Right. Okay. I've actually never played a didgeridoo, Mad Dog, so you've got one up on me. I'm stunned. Hmm. Okay. Well, as as you know, uh, the Aboriginal men uh, don't allow their... They're women to uh, to play the didgeridoos. Did mm. you know that? I, d- I did know that, actually, yes. Okay, okay. Mm. Well, anyway, moving on from the didgeridoos. Just tell me to shut up, then. <laughs> <laughs> you, I want you to talk about didgeridoos. I want you to talk about everything Australian. That's what we're here to talk about and cover Survivor, Australia, and everything else in between. Wow. Um. Oh, oh. God, Ben, do you have about three days? Yes, I do. Let's make this a whole weekend interview, okay? We'll just um, get oh, the coffee flowing and um, we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. Look, uh, once uh, once Qantas landed, I just, all I could do was cry. I just could not believe that I was there. Wow. I, I just 
Oh, look, um, Australia just filled me with with something. Um, it, oh, I was just filled up with Australia. Period. That's good. That's good. Well, yeah, I, I, I want to say that um, we, we saw on the back from uh, the Outback special your house sort of covered out with Australian things and um, your, your answering machine had sort of Australian references. I can say to people listening to this, your answering machine still has Australian references on it after all these years. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yes, it does. And I still have my... Uh, my Australian things out, and they will always be out. And and I used to collect um, donkeys and goats, mm-hmm. and now I collect uh, kangaroos, koalas, uh, wallabies, um, and crocodiles. Fantastic! That's... Those are those are my uh, favorite Australian uh, beasts. That's that and is, the platypus, of course. Got to love the platypus. Not enough me- mentions of the platypus, really, particularly on on your season of Survivor. I don't even think we saw a single platypus on our screens, did we? Um, maybe, maybe. They're an interesting creature, the old platypus. Actually, it's um, yeah, yeah, one that more people need to learn about. I, I just, I need to say at the start of this interview, though, how excited I am to speak to you because um, Australian Outback to me is um, you know, one of my favourite seasons. Uh, obviously, filmed in a very own country, and every time I get to speak to somebody from the season, I, I get a little bit excited. But I mean, thirteen years since your season, it's gone by quickly, and it's amazing to think it's been that long. I, I mean, is it fascinating that people still? want to talk to you about this uh, season? <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, 13 years ago, the red carpet, God, before that, I'd never been on a red carpet. <laughs> uh, the only carpet that I'd been on was green, grass, <laughs> you know, hey, a red carpet. And now that particular red carpet has got to be all frayed and faded. Yes, 13 years ago, and I'm thinking, good grief, the old mad dog still lives, and uh, she's still got a little bark and a little bite left. (laughs) You want to know what I wish they'd do? What do do you wish they'd do? I want to know. Tell me. Do it again in Australia. Yeah, we want that too. And, and... And bring some of the uh, the old folks back. They uh, could call them the osteoporosis tribe. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I think that the uh, the ratings already have gone through the roof. <laughs> you, you do. Yes. Hey, look. Uh, seriously, have a bunch of folks back that uh, that are at least fifty. And then uh, pit them against the uh, the young whippersnappers. Yes, exactly. Do it. I, yeah, I, I um, talk a lot. Bring the osteoporosis crack, (laughs) and well, give them give them the test. And of course, the test would be, uh, hey, doing the challenges on Survivor, and if they break a bone, well, I guess we we know they have osteoporosis. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's, um, that's all the medical checks you need right there. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> if you break a bone, you're done. <laughs> well, it's, um, I mean, something we've talked a lot about on this show is um, sort of in the earlier days uh, of Survivor, the, the, the age spread uh, was a lot better. Like, you had sort of a, a wide variety of ages, whereas now you very rarely even have more than two people over the age of 50. So, I mean, do you still watch Survivor Mad Dog? And does this kind of annoy you? You know, honestly, um, I watched it pretty religiously for uh, several years. And then um, I just decided that um, I had to move on. Okay. Um, I think that uh, early on, or, or maybe still, who knows, some of the uh, contestants really got starstruck and uh, were almost mainlining it. Mm. So... So I decided that, uh, hey, um, I, I certainly can't rest on uh, yesterday's laurels, and uh, I need to uh, move on and get into something else. Hmm. So, so what would have been the, the last season of Survivor that you would have sat down and watched? Oh, shoot. <laughs> really put you on the spot. Well, oh, <laughs> also, it was during um, Survivor Africa Okay. that... That nine one one occurred. It did, yes, exactly. God, mm. and oh, God, Ben, what a terrible Paul! I, I, I honestly think uh, that that put a terrible Paul. Well, certainly not just on the Survivor, for God's sake, mm-hmm. but a lot of things. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely yeah. something that um, I know. Particularly talking to Africa contestants, which they sort of mentioned going out to film it just after this has happened. It had an effect on some people, and also uh, Marquesas contestants because I think that was the first one to air after it. So, um, I mean, yeah. it's, it's sort of yeah. your, your season really was the the last season before it, before it happened, and obviously we saw how big your yeah. season became. So. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. And, uh, you know, in, in many ways, I think that those, that, uh, the first one, second one, were really the two best ones. Hmm. A lot of people. And there was such hype, uh, with the second one. Yeah. Massive hype. Massive, oh, massive hype. It, it was tremendous. Hmm. Well, the, the highest rated show in America for 2001, that's how big it was. Wow. Hmm. I don't, I don't know if you knew that. I, I didn't even uh, know that, And uh, but I, uh, I kind of live under a rock, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit of a, hey, and I, and I only come out periodically, uh, hey, I'm out. From under the rock now, talking to you. You are. But, uh, <laughs> I didn't know that, for God's sake. Well, there you go. I've um, I've educated you today. I feel special all of a sudden. <laughs> well, you sure sound special. Well, good. Thank you. I've put on my special voice for you today, Mad Dog, just for you. Hey, today. look. They need they need to uh, to bring us back. Mm. Send us to Hell's Point or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's um, it's. Fascinating that 
early on in Survivor, it was all about the location. You know, it's in Australia, it's in Africa, you know, it's in Thailand. It was all about where it's been filmed. Whereas now, it's all about the strategy. The, the location kind of takes a back seat, which it's, it's disappointing. I mean, it was exciting to see go to Australia. And for you, obviously, you got to go to the other side of the world, literally. Oh, it was magic. And um, and I still have my uh, my kangaroo. Brilliant. That I got in Darwin. Yes, magnificent. On my leg, my uh, tattoo. Did you eat kangaroo while you were here? Oh, certainly not. <laughs> oh. It's shocking look, sometimes when people say that when people find out we eat kangaroo, people are like, "What? You eat kangaroo?" Oh. Then. Well, your kangaroos are kind of like the American deer, mm-hmm. you know. Deers are uh, beautiful creatures, but uh, they're very plentiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if I had partaken of a kangaroo, it would be the same thing as eating a deer. Mm-hmm. It's very true. But, but no, they are... Uh, Look, I would starve to death before I would eat a kangaroo. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I would feel like a cannibal. Well, <laughs> um, it's it's very delicious. I don't want to entice you into becoming I'm sure, a cannibal. I'm sure it is, but there's just such magical creatures to me that uh that uh, no, no, I I couldn't do it because they're magical to me. Well, we are the only country in the world that eats our animals that are on our coat of arms. We also eat emu. So we eat kangaroos and emus, which are both on our coat of arms. So there you go. <laughs> well, look. Well, we've got nothing to eat on ours. <laughs> What's the bald eagle? Okay. You, can't, you can't touch the bald eagle, can you? <laughs> They're endangered. I don't think they would uh, let you even come with, you know, a bull's roar of trying to kill one of them. <laughs> Oh, for heaven's sake. What, um, what drew you into applying for Survivor? I mean, did you watch the first season and think, oh, I could give this a go? Yes, basically. It was, uh, I'm thinking, hey, that looks like fun. I think I'd seen Rudy and two others. See, Ben, I'm getting senile when I can't even remember their names. <laughs> Jesus. They just come out from the mud pit, and, and I'm thinking... Gee, that really looks like fun. I uh, could probably, uh, you know, survive getting covered up in mud. Uh, <laughs> so I thought, huh, um, why not? It was an impulsive act on my part. So I got, I got hold of the application and sent in the video, never thinking really that it would go any further than my mailbox. <laughs> and then... Lo and behold, uh, I've turned out to be one out of 16,000 applicants. And pretty soon they flew me to Los Angeles to be part of 50 finalists. And I'm thinking, well, I've gotten here. This is nice. I've never been to Los Angeles before. (laughs) And I'm I'm thinking to myself, nah, nah, nah. They're not going to pick me, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, unbelievable the way it went. It did. Yeah. Unbelievable. All, yeah. For, um, and, all for spending seven weeks in a dumpster, pretty much, in your tape. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, was a bit on the putrid side. <laughs> I could imagine. But, uh, 
but it, but it was just uh, a fluke, really, um, an impulse, and I never expected it to uh, to go anywhere. Do you think? And it, and it did. Do you think had you not succeeded that time around that you would have kept applying to get on, or was that kind of like a once-off impulsive thing, like you mentioned? Uh, I, you know, this this is kind of funny, Ben, but this is the perfect parallel. Uh, I ran for sheriff of Sussex County, mm-hmm. my county where I live, and uh, there were two other candidates that had split my vote. Otherwise, I would have won and been the sheriff of Sussex County. <laughs> uh, certainly has a high and mighty sound to it, but <laughs> look, I lost. So, you want to know what I said to myself? What? Hey, what? Uh, Sussex had their shot, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. So I probably would not have uh, continued uh, to try to get on Survivor. Well, probably not. Glad you got on then, otherwise we would have been robbed of Mad Dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And, you know, I did take my lower um, partial teeth out during the, yes, uh, yes. the filming. I I, I took out my lower uh, teeth. Yes. Well, now, Ben, now here's a real shocker. Uh, I could take them all out now. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone the whole way now, not just the bottom. I, I, look, look, I uh, could take both the uppers and the lowers out now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was, um, I mean, uh, you probably wouldn't have seen it given that you haven't watched the show in a while, but there was a, an infamous scene about two or three seasons ago now where um, during Final Tribal Council, one of the contestants made another of the contestants take out their teeth kind of as a revenge ploy for what happened earlier in the season and i'm watching that thinking oh come on mad dog did that you know 10 years ago this isn't original 30 oh okay it might have been 10 years ago yeah uh but i um i'm in far better shape now at 65 wow than i was at uh 51 well there you go far better shape there you go i've CBS. run uh, hey i've run four half marathons it took me 15 days no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I did them in under uh, three hours, and one of those half marathons, I actually won. Fantastic. You want to know why? Tell me why. I'm intrigued. I know you want to know why, because uh, I was the only one in my age group to do it. <laughs> well, it still counts. You still won. Come on. Look, it's a free country. Other people could have run it, but hey, but that was a uh, a sweet victory. I can imagine. And I pump, I pump iron. Wow! How much can you lift? How much can you bench? I've got, I've got guns, (laughs) so to to speak. But the good kind of guns that don't shoot. Yes. Yes. I. Amen to that. Exactly. I think a lot of our listeners now kind of want you to send us a picture of what you look like now, Mad Dog. We're, we we want to see this. We want to see the guns. Oh, I've I've got uh, guns. Uh, I weigh about 30 pounds less. Um, for 65, hell, I'm, uh, I'm not just a mad dog. I'm a hot dog. <laughs> so, so, so those shots we saw of you in the in the bikini post uh, Australian Outback is going to look even better now. 
Uh, actually, yes. <laughs> yes. Honestly. There you go, CBS. And, I hope they're listening to this. <laughs> and, um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm far stronger, faster, uh, everything physically than I was uh, when I was on. But you, you know something, Ben? What? You want me to tell you? I do. I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting with anticipation. With breath. Yes. Look, you know something? I did not care about winning the game. Okay. I just didn't care. You want to know why? 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 <laughs> why? I'll tell you. <laughs> Look, all I cared about really was being there. Seeing the kangaroos and the wildlife and listening to the kookaburras uh, waking us up in the morning. And uh, it was just beautiful. And I did not want any kind of, uh, I didn't want to get involved in any kind of ugliness or strategizing that, uh, that would have ruined my experience there. Of course, it could have improved it back home with a million dollars, <laughs> but uh, but I just um, I had just bonded with your country, and uh, just being there was was enough for me. Although they certainly gave me the boot a little early. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, too early. It's fascinating. That's this is this is the beauty of early Survivor that I severely doubt that any player who plays the game today would ever say that everyone's in it to win it now. Whereas speaking to people from your season, Borneo, even Africa, so many people say that I'm in it for the experience. Winning doesn't really matter to me. Hmm. Now, were these winners you spoke to? <laughs> yeah, Tina, Richard, they just tell me that. Ah. Oh, just oh, winning. That was nothing. oh, they didn't care care about the money. <laughs> uh oh, oh Ben, get ready to bleep me. <laughs> bleep, swear, 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 swear. Hey, kangaroo shit. <laughs> Beautiful. That's uh, that's number one. No, King, look, I got it. You don't even have to bleep this. Huh, they did not care. But the winners did not care about the money. Dingo do. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sure you I'm sure nobody's gonna say no to a million dollars, although some people uh, maybe need to pay their taxes on their million dollars, but we Oh, oh <laughs> too soon, oh. too soon. <laughs> oh my god. And do you know they put him in a maximum security prison for Christ's sake? Didn't know it was maximum security. For Mikey Davis' sake. Wow, I didn't realise it was maximum security. What what harm is he to the other Prisoners, or <laughs> uh, hey, they put Richard in a maximum security for God's sake. Wow. Look, uh, you all could have taken him as a uh, citizen since you originated as a penal colony. <laughs> yes, Am I correct? You are hundred percent correct. He would have fit right in. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're all convicts. We're all convicts. Let's not deny it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all are, and we are all the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's um, it's funny actually. With Richard, after he won, they flew him out to Australia, and he, they did this promo thing with him. And we had an Australian version of Survivor, which was rubbish. Never watch it. Um, but he was um touted as a possible host. He was in talks to host the Australian version of Survivor, but it never happened. So. Hmm. Mm. It would have been fun to see Richard Hatch hosting Survivor. 
Um, <laughs> well, I would just hope that he uh, was either fully clothed <laughs> or had exercised to the extent that he would have some abs to show. <laughs> I've um, seen him recently. I don't think he would have that now, but back then, I'm not too sure. <laughs> Hello to Richard. Hey, I hope Richard's hey. listening today. <laughs> with, uh, with all the fat on uh, Richard's bones, I'd have consumed him before I'd have consumed a kangaroo. <laughs> Well, it's, it's actually a question that I used to ask people from your season. Um, was that, you know, we saw Mike kill a pig, um, you know, fishing and everything. And I used to always wonder why you didn't kill, try and kill a kangaroo. But I think you guys were told not, you weren't allowed to kill them, weren't you? Or um, I don't uh, remember, but, but oh, uh, if anybody had uh, been after one, They'd have seen the mad dog um, <laughs> just go absolutely ballistic. <laughs> I would look. I, w I would have laid on top of the kangaroo to protect it. Yes. <laughs> that, that would have been fun to <laughs> and see. Then I would have, and then I'd have gotten the boot anyway. So. <laughs> I, um, I read that you had to quit smoking in order to go on the show. You kind of went on there cold turkey. Is that true? And, I mean, how was that experience sort of going there, uh, quitting smoking whilst you were playing Survivor? Well... Uh, they allowed me to take a uh, tobacco patch. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Or a, uh, a smoker's patch. Did it work? Did and you quit smoking for good? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But uh, once I get to the end of a, uh, of a half marathon, oh, trust me, I curse every cigarette I'd ever smoked in my life. <laughs> and then, then do you light up at that point? Or <laughs> um, Oh, look, this is really sick. This is funny. My first half marathon, I completed 10 miles, and of course a lot of people come out and uh, stand in the yards and, and, and watch all us fools run by, <laughs> and uh, this lady went down on her front lawn uh, smoking, and I thought, God, I've done 10 miles. <laughs> so I, uh, I ran to the right out of the, out of the path, and I said, oh, man. I said, my lips are clean. Can you give me a puff? <laughs> <laughs> she did. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> she did. She gave me a puff. Hey, I took two really like really deep horse drags <laughs> and uh i was on my way <laughs> that's the secret no, who needs water no. just have a cigarette <laughs> yes oh to hell oh certainly no like oh a couple puffs i could do another 10 miles <laughs> there's the medicine that's what you need <laughs> <laughs> so it's not about all these like Gatorade and stuff Gatorade. like that. It's cigarettes. Certainly. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what they need in all Isn't these in the Olympics. <laughs> We're promoting God. it. We're promoting it all of a sudden, Mad Dog. What's going on? Hmm? <laughs> What's going on? Hmm? We're promoting smoking. This is not good. <laughs> True. Uh, no. Hey, smoking is. Uh, is Truly having a gorilla on your back, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when I'm when I'm running, um, I smoke a lot less. Mm. 
it makes you and probably at my age uh, now. Now that I'm a uh, certified senior citizen <laughs> and a certifiable certified <laughs> citizen, uh, when I when I run, I smoke uh, a whole lot less, and it's probably the reason why I don't have COPD yet. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay yeah. then. Uh, you you mentioned when you when you first arrived in Australia, off Qantas, it was sort of that connection. When when you get off that plane, when the game has started and the search for camp is beginning, um, I mean, are you are you taking in the scenery there? I mean, what's going through your head at that exact moment? I'm thinking. Oh, uh, you you hit my nail right on the head. It was when we were uh, we got into our to our campsite. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what in God's name am I doing here? <laughs> I, uh, in a way, I I thought it was kind of absurd. I I thought to myself, here I am, a fairly newly uh, retired cop, and now I'm in the outback <laughs> in Australia, <laughs> and and I I just thought it was hysterical. I did. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was amazing. It's incredible, incredible to go from that. We we saw you bond very early on, of course, with Tina, who you had a, a great relationship with out there. But oh, I just love Tina. You know, it, it kind of made me feel like I was ten years old again, <laughs> and I was with another ten year old, and we were out there uh, adventuring and exploring. Fantastic. We've yeah. we've had um we've had Tina on several times. We love Tina, and um did did you manage to see? Well, she of course came back for a third time only last year. So I don't know if you watched any of her third time at all, just to see how she's going. Um, I uh, I might have seen some some bits and pieces of her being on, but of course I always thought things would have been far more interesting if they. Uh, Gotten the old mad dog instead of Tina. <laughs> yeah, come on. We've seen Tina three times. She's won a million dollars. Mad dog hasn't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, she did all right. She got fourth uh, last year. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot better than her first boot on All Stars. So she yeah. she improved. Did, was there any other people that you, that you bonded with really early that perhaps we didn't really get a chance to see your relationship form? God, Mitchell and I. Okay. Okay. Mitchell. Uh, I used to call Mitchell the cherry picker. <laughs> you know. Do, do I ask? Look. Do I ask why? <laughs> oh, oh God, he's only about seven feet. <laughs> yeah. Still the tallest Look. Survivor contestant in the history of Survivor. Yeah, he uh, was going to be the uh, the fruit picker, but uh, we couldn't find any fruit. Damn it. <laughs> anyhow, Mitchell and I would just laugh and laugh and laugh hysterically. I, he, he would just make me laugh until my ribs ached. And uh, Mitchell and I traveled after it was all over. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, well not, not after it was over, but after uh, we'd received the boot because he was fourth out. So Mitchell and I went to... Uh, Darwin and Perth. Ah. 
And uh, we just had a ball. We were absolutely inseparable. That's brilliant. Do you still and, do you still speak and, to him? And we oh yes. And Mitchell and I, we certainly did look like uh, the odd couple. <laughs> and I don't know if people thought when they saw us together that uh, that I might have been his mother or one of those cougars. <laughs> And I thought, oh, God. Oh, God. Cougar, I definitely, definitely. Think. That's what we think in Australia, cougar. <laughs> Look, I'm not a cougar. You really want to know what I am? Please, please tell me, Mad Dog. A <laughs> Well, actually... Celestine a cougar... Breakfast. It's funny you say that. I, uh, we, we, the thylacine is actually a Tasmanian animal, which is where I'm calling you from here in uh, Hobart. So uh, the Tasmanian You're tiger, kidding. of course, is they're known from. Oh, my God. Mm. That is too cool. Yeah, there you go. We're very proud of our, um, well, our now extinct animal. But um, <laughs> before it was yeah, extinct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I'm almost e- extinct. But uh, look... If they're going to bring me back on, for God's sakes, I hope they bring me back on before I get as old as Rudy was when he was on the first time. Yes. Well, he... And um, I think... He was 70, I think. He was... Yeah, and he was... Because he came back for All-Stars, and I think he was like 74 when he played that. I'll find that out. But, um, yeah, you've still got some years to catch up to that, so you've got plenty of time to get back on Survivor, Mad Dog. <laughs> You think? Yeah. He was 75. Hey. He was 75 Look. on All-Stars. Jesus. Mm. Well, I can bench press 100 pounds, uh, and and I've got all these guns. I've got uh, traps. I even have some little lap. Um, I'm still working on my abs. Okay. And um, my pecs, quite perky, Ben. Okay. Okay. I just thought I'd share that with you. I just, I want you to tell me these things. I'm learning a lot and I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. For a 65 year old, if you've got them perky, then all the power to you. Hey, I mean, I am one hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I decided that, uh, not only would I wear a, uh, bikini, um, and I certainly wouldn't do so if I thought that anybody that saw me would be horrified. Hey, <laughs> uh, uh, I might even go naked. Do it. We want to see it. Come on. Come on. Okay. Look, the old dog would go naked. There you go. Look at that. That's why CBS are going to give you a phone call tomorrow, and you're going to be on C- Survivor Season 30. <laughs> hey, uh... I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. It's um, it's it's interesting actually, um, to to kind of kind of think that sort of keeping in shape in that way. I mean, have you been doing that? Uh, sort of is part of that. Maybe the the chance that one day they would call you to play again. Maybe, maybe, maybe in my. Uh subconscious. <laughs> yeah. You never know. As I said, they, they brought Tina back after all these years. They brought Jervis back. Um, Scoopin finally got to play again. So, uh, you know, never say never. Uh, true. Mm. True. Um, but I I would be a, uh, a total, I think, 
a totally different kind of dog if I was uh, brought back. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a dog with a little bit of bite this time. Because, you know, I, then I didn't really care about the money. But now uh, I could really use the money <laughs> to pay off some of my plastic. Ah, okay. Okay. The, pl- yeah. the plastic so, is, is always worth the money. So I'd be uh, hungrier for uh, the money hmm. this time, and and that would uh, motivate me, which, I think. Which is good, and obviously it'll be interesting to see how that kind of um, says develops after all these years. One thing that I'm sure people have spoken to you a lot about over the years, the beef jerky incident, Mad Dog, it's been 13 years. Uh, what didn't we see about the beef jerky incident? And was it ever officially proven that Kel had beef jerky? Look, I think that was some more dingo do. <laughs> I really No. Uh-uh. No. There was no... Uh, beef jerky. No beef jerky? Uh, never saw any. Um, don't uh, believe it, but that was just some uh, some dingo goo that I think uh, maybe Jerry concocted for some drama. Well, I, I, I want to ask you about Jerry in a second. but Or maybe she saw some other... Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm trying to... The, the old dog's trying to keep it clean. No, 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 no. I want you to make it dirty now that you've said that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, maybe she really did see some beef jerky. Well, this this is alluding to a But question. it wasn't the edible kind. Well, I, I've kind of heard rumours about something with this mad dog, and I've actually got a listener question from one of our Auslets, um, Kate McLaughlin. She she asked this question, which kind of I may as well ask it to you now. We're on the subject. She says, "I heard you say in the past that Kel's beef jerky is a euphemism for something else, possibly beef jerking it. Is this true?" Oh, look. Ah, uh, well, uh, well, I I can't verify that either. Damn it! Ah, but. Something Kells would do at night, uh, and it would just drive me crazy. He would sleep by himself under a canoe. Right. Yeah, and I'm thinking, uh, what the hell is he doing under there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I would see uh, the condom cop. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, Ben, <laughs> I was like... Astonished, <laughs> astounded when I opened up the first aid kit, and there's you know a bunch of stuff in there, and uh, Jesus, there was about I don't know about twenty um, condoms. Wow, wow, yeah, twenty. Thinking, gee, maybe I should snatch up about fifteen of these for myself. <laughs> Shoot. Save some money. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I count them every day just to, you know, no, I didn't count them every day. But I thought about the condoms and thought, who the hell feels like doing anything with these? Mm. You know, we're all nasty, funky, exhausted. Um, look, a lot of the men would hang their underwear up and they were green for god's sake oh lovely <laughs> green green <laughs> yes <laughs> purulent green just incredibly sexy you'd, you'd want to use those condoms i just um 
I, I've always maybe when we get Kel on the show one day, we'll find out what he was doing under that canoe. Then perhaps. <laughs> and and I love Kel. Mm-hmm. And Kel, really good guy, good man. Did um yeah. was he? a lot angrier at that situation than we got to see on TV? I mean, was he kind of very calm about it that we saw, or was there more to him, his reaction to all that incident that we didn't see? Um, I think he, uh, he was uh, pretty, pretty raw, uh, because, you know, Jerry concocting this, uh, this beef jerky mess, and uh, he, he took it quite seriously. Hmm. Uh, because him being in the uh, the military, well, this was uh, a bit of an affront to his integrity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Was it? Um, well, but I sure as hell hope he's over it by now. Well, I, he's somebody you know? we've, we've never we've never had contact with Kel, so um, we'd love to get him on the show, of course, if he manages to track down this interview. But um, yeah, I, I would like to hear about that. I've heard Jerry's side of it plenty of times about Jerry on a couple of times, but um, yeah, I'd love to hear from Kel. He'd be an interesting man to speak to after all these years. And um, and how's Jerry doing? She is doing very well. The thing that's great about Jerry is that. It's it's kind of the case where obviously she was incredibly hated and despised back then as a villain, whereas she's really come. Yeah, she really was. Yeah, whereas I mean, she's come back three times now. In the most recent season, she finished fourth, and she played a fantastic game. And she's highly respected amongst Survivor fans and the community. She's actually quite a fan favorite now, believe it or not. So. Um, I mean, compa- compared to the so-called evil people now, Mad Dog, Jerry is an yeah. angel. <laughs> so that's hard to believe. Uh, watch newer seasons of Survivor to compare them now to Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Yes. So, you know, look, um, it is great to be redeemed. Yes. She's been redeemed. She has been, very much so. And I, I was always a Jerry fan, and, um, I mean, as I said to you at the top of this interview, it's always an honour to speak to people from your season, but, like, getting Jerry on it was just amazing, because, obviously, she's Jerry Manthe. Um, but, I mean, was it, was it, how was it living with her during that, that season? Was it as fun as it seemed? Was she difficult to live with? Well, yeah. Uh, she was always complaining and, uh, you know, about the rice and, and, uh, you know, saying that, uh, they ought to be, uh, cooking the rice that, that Keith keeps messing it up. And I'm thinking, who gives a dingo do about the quality of the rice? Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, so all she she did was complain and just uh, try to stir up drama because uh, she thought the rights was no good. But I'm like, hey, if it goes down and doesn't come back up, it's good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's protein. Right? It's protein. It's food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, my head just wasn't where Gary's head, head was. Hmm. Yes. And... Um, and they were all uh, trying to get into uh, alliances, and uh, and and I just didn't go there. Uh, in many ways, I was just kind of uh, a lone wolf. 
A lone wolf. A lone dog. A lone mad dog. Yes. The lone, <laughs> the lone dingo. <laughs> I was going to say wolf, but yes, no, dog. Dog is uh, dingo is definitely better. With uh, You mentioned before, obviously, taking the, the teeth out uh, for the gross food eating challenge. When that aired, what was the, the reaction like from sort of your friends, family, everything along those lines when they got to see what you did? Oh, uh, one of one of shock. <laughs> but I told him, I said, "Look, I, the last thing that I wanted to do was have something come back up, or or I thought the thing that I was about to uh, consume would catch on one of the wires. So that's <laughs> <laughs> then I would have died. <laughs> uh, so I took it out, and I was determined that I wasn't going to bite into it and get any of the juices because then I would lose it." The only thing to do, I looked at the size of this thing, and I decided, well, yeah, I uh, can chuck this down hole with no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I did. And you did it perfectly. It went down a treat. I know. <laughs> and it was Tina. It was Tina that puked up her. Damn it, Tina. Damn it, Tina. <laughs> That's right. Yes. That's right. And I was uh, the fall dog for her puking uh, her specimen up. Well, how, how was that? I mean, you're sort of talking about the, the sort of not really playing into the strategy, but Tina was part of voting you out that night. I mean, is that hard to kind of have that happen? A and I didn't know. Yeah. I, I did not know until the uh, the show aired. Right. And how was that when you saw and, that? And then I decided, well, hey, um, hmm, maybe the mask has, uh, has fallen here. And, uh, hey, look, I mean, I was a cop for 26 years in Washington, D.C., and uh, you just never know what anybody else is really capable of. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and I thought, well, huh. That greedy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's blunt. I <laughs> like it. <laughs> that greedy bitch. <laughs> oh, that's um, that's probably the worst thing anyone has ever said about Tina on this show. I love it. <laughs> you do? Well, I love Tina. I, I'm not dissing on Tina, but I just I like it when people who often just always get praised and are well liked just get an insult against them. So, <laughs> hey, hey, it it was what it what it what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's um in speaking to Tina, um, she sort of mentioned that you know she she still I think keeps in touch with you a little bit, and you still speak to Tina after all these years as well. Oh, uh, a bunch of us. Um, were made appearances on behalf of a uh, a dog rescue charity, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and there were a lot of us there, and we really had a grand reunion, and uh, and this was about about three or four years ago, and it was the uh, the last time that I well I hadn't seen Tina since, but. Uh, I looked at her face and I said, "Well, hey, she still has a uh, a tan face, but uh, the old bitch sure has a lot of wrinkles." <laughs> <laughs> and you're there going, "Look at my bikini body! Look at my abs! Look at my guns!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you may want a million dollars, but look at my body. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
And if we happen to get back on, um, I, I would not make uh, an alliance with her. Right. There you the, go. Uh, the thylacine would uh, come out. Yes. <laughs> oh, the only time we'd ever get a Tasmanian reference on, on Survivor. <laughs> hey, look, I was fascinated with the thylacine. Mm-hmm. Very fascinating and, creature. And, and all your wildlife. Um, I just I just loved it. Honestly, I sound like a real boob, but uh, but when I saw my first wallaby, of course you know what happened. <laughs> yes. I cried. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I did a lot of crying, you know. We never saw you oh, cry God. on screen, I don't think. They they kind of they... And then oh God, and then I saw some of the uh some of your your cow your cowboys riding their brumbies, mm-hmm. and and of course you know what I did when I when I saw them out there like that. The, I cried. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say the opposite of cry. You got very excited. I am, but like you cried. Oh, <laughs> oh, I I I just cried from uh, the sheer joy of uh, having the opportunity uh, to see that. Hmm. Yeah, fantastic. We liked it. Have you have you ever managed to come back out to Australia since the since your time on the show? Oh God. Um, look, if I could have become a citizen of Australia, um, I would have basically right after uh, the show. Fantastic. I would have, and I even went uh, to see an an attorney. Wow. I'm serious, but he told me that I wasn't. Uh, I was uh, too young, um, and I wasn't old enough for the retirement age. I think I was like about three or four years short. Right. Okay. Because, um, honestly, if he had said that, oh, the only way that I could have gotten over there was uh, with a student visa (laughs) at that time. And uh, and I thought, oh, God, (laughs) then I'd have to enroll in college. and uh, (laughs) No, I didn't want to do that. But um, but if I could have gone over there and uh, become uh, a citizen of your country or have dual citizenship, whatever, uh, I would have I would have done it then. Wow! Uh, truly, wow. I I would have. Still time? You can still do it one day. Oh, I'm uh, I'm past the uh, retirement age now. I uh, I fit right in. There you go. Just hey, send send all. Send all my big U.S. dollars in my retirement check over there, and, and I'm good. You'd, you'd be sitting pretty with our money difference at the moment, actually. You'd be doing well for yourself, Mad Dog, so come out here. <laughs> oh, God. well, I tell you, while I was there, while, while uh, Mitchell and I were waiting, were waiting for them to complete the uh, filming, um, I had several uh, credit cards with me, and oh, Dear God, did I ever contribute to the Australian uh, society. That's why we prospered so well. (laughs) Oh, God, the Australian economy boomed with the Mad Dog (laughs) over there. (laughs) We owe you a a debt of gratitude, Mad Dog, in 2001. (laughs) I bought everything, and if I liked something and thought somebody else would like it, I... B-I-B, I I bought it in bulk. (laughs) Shipped it all home. All these boxes (laughs) came home. I spent 
almost a thousand dollars in uh, in shipping. Wow! Just to get everything back. Wow! <laughs> I'm still paying for it thirteen years later. <laughs> That's why you need to go back on and win a million dollars to pay for all the shipping of all your souvenirs. <laughs> oh my God! You know, three didgeridoos, uh, just everything. Uh, the beautiful Aboriginal art. Um, even some diamonds from the Argyle mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Wow. Wow. Get it all. Thank you, Mad Dog. Thank you for helping Australia. Oh, prosper. look, you are so welcome. <laughs> what was... um. What was it like after the boot and sort of when it's all airing? So we sort of talked earlier about the red carpet and how big it was, but, I mean, it was huge. Um, the, the reaction, you were essentially a celebrity from that point onwards. I mean, how, how is it kind of coping from going from nobody knowing who you are to everybody knowing who you were? Well, well, I thought, hey, uh, look, I, I just uh, stayed the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, was always kind of matter of fact about it. And even still, 13 years later, I will get the occasional fan letter. Wow. Wow. And I'm, I'm astonished. Uh, usually uh, all graphics, but even 13 years later. And, uh, and even though I was third out, um, I did, I had about a, instead of 15 minutes of fame, um, hey, I had about two years of fame. Mm, yeah. Where uh, two, about two or, two or three years where even though I was through that, I made lots of, uh, I had lots of paid appearances. Which is so, all good. So it was, yeah, mm. it was, it was good. Never did pay off all my cards, but, uh, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it added all up, you know, to get some money just for being on a TV show. Why not? <laughs> yeah, but it, it was, it was great. It really was. It was, uh, a fantastic ride. We, um, We've got plenty of sort of talking about the fans. We've got um, some listener questions, which I'll get to in a moment. Um, a lot of people keen to sort of ask you some questions. But we, we generally always like to ask at the end of every interview, to, uh, sort of set, first set of questions, I should say, um, who else do you keep in contact with? You, me- you mentioned Mitchell. Is there anybody else from your season that you sort of have kept in contact with over the years? No, because I, um, like I said, I'm kind of uh, a private person. Um, it, um, I'm a... Uh, a bit of a hermit, but when I'm out and about, I love people. Mm-hmm. I do. I love them. Fantastic. Well, uh, have you? Did you get asked back for All Stars at all? Have you actually ever seriously been asked back to play again? Well, that's something else I didn't do. Um, I, you know, I never tried to get back on. Okay. Never. Okay. Never once. And uh, the reason why I didn't was because it uh, would have made me feel a little bit like a like a whore, <laughs> you know. And and I just uh, felt uncomfortable. Uh, I thought I would feel uncomfortable doing that, so I never did try to uh, to get back on. Hmm. But um, I, you know, I might. I might try. Um, they need to, what they ought to do is have another another game somewhere, preferably somewhere in Australia, and uh, call it the oldies but the goodies, <laughs> and have uh, 
16 or 20 contest, uh, contestants from maybe uh, the first five seasons, five or six seasons. Hmm. I'd love that. I would and love that. The oldies, but the goodies. <laughs> and as much as, as much as I love the players who have returned from those earlier seasons, make them players that have never played, that have only ever played once. So um, that would give you a good yeah. shot, Mad Dog, because there's been a lot yeah, of returning like from your season. Yeah, exactly. Mm, so exactly. It would be fascinating yep. to see. If um, you didn't win, you're eligible. Yes. Even if you came in uh, second, whatever. Uh, the ones that didn't win should not be eligible. Mm. It would be oldies but goodies. Oldies but goodies. How's that sound, Ben? It sounds brilliant, and I'm sure CBS again listening to this interview intently, and they're going to give you that um, that phone call <laughs> to get it all uh, up and running. And just just before also we get to listener questions, we sort of have touched a little bit on this, but uh, I mean we always ask uh, people on the show too what you've been up to since Survivor. I mean, uh, you know, you just happily sort of enjoying your retired lifestyle at the moment, Mad Dog, things going well for you at the moment? Um, actually, Ben, I tell you, the payoffs that, that, that we can get on, um, the turns we take, um, amazing. Um, like my favorite music right now is hip-hop. Okay. Okay. Now, how many old white ladies do you know that thrive on hip-hop? I can honestly say you are the first. Okay. <laughs> and you, that's right. And you heard, heard some hip-hop on my... Uh, I did. On my recording. Yes, I did. <laughs> and, and in case you didn't know who that was, that was uh, Juicy J36 Mafia. Right. I didn't know who it was. So I'm glad you cleared that up. <laughs> Uh, look, you learned something too. <laughs> but I'm crazy about hip hop. Wow! And do you want to know why? Please tell me why. Please, please. Or please. how that happened? I really, I, I, I need you to explain this. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me. I know you're on the edge of your seat now. I am. I really am. <laughs> okay. I did a number of things. Uh, let's see. I became a, uh, a certified horticulturist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you know what a horticulturist is? It's, I'm sure you it's, do. It's uh, like, uh, like gardening and stuff, right? So... Ben, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you're on, Ben. <laughs> uh, then I'm a, uh, a trained nurse's aide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... For God's sake, Ben, one of the most incredible experiences I ever had in my life was, hey, I wanted to see the other side of the criminal justice system that I'd never seen. Okay. And so, oh, you love this, Ben. Mm. I was a uh, correctional officer for a year. Wow. In a maximum security institution. Wow. And not the same one Richard was in. Okay, all right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, look, I'd have brought him treats or something, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Not the same one Richard was in, but I did that for a year. And, uh... What an eye-opener for me. Wow. That's amazing. Because um, Deb did that, didn't she, when she was total on Total eye-opener. I went from, oh, from go get them, mad dog, uh, bring in those felons, 
to uh, something between that and like a Mother Teresa. Wow. Wow. Um, oh, I felt very early on that I said, hey, uh, there is humanity in this place. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, uh, and which, hey, I, I never thought that I would ever feel that way. Uh, but I, I didn't look at them like they were inmates. Because I worked in the, in the, uh, the actual pod itself, uh, where the ratio to correctional officer and guards was like, hey, I was like one in 80. Wow. And uh, it was during their recreation period, and one of them said, said to me, looked at me and said, you're, you're really not scared, are you? And I looked at him, and I looked around, and I said, well, what would be the point? Uh, <laughs> you know, really, uh, I'm one of 80, like, what in God's name would be the point? Oh. And, uh, and I'll never forget uh, one, one time I was accidentally... I accidentally got locked in the cell with uh, with two of them. Wow. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. Oh, my God. When that cell door slammed shut, the three of us just turned around and looked at each other and just cracked. Up. <laughs> Were you Just lucky then? <laughs> up at the absurdity of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Now I um I I did I definitely I kind of felt uh, kind of a strong solidarity with a, with a lot of the prisoners that were in there. Now, granted, uh, there are some you know, truly dangerous ones uh, whose wires are certainly twisted and uh, doubtful if they'll ever get untwisted. But uh, the vast majority of the folks that are in prison, are they're no different than anybody else. Well, there you go. And it, and it was a real eye-opener for me. And uh, someone asked, how it was and, and oh I don't know if I should share this with you Ben oh you have to oh, now you have to now <laughs> I really yes okay yes well let me tell you what it was really like Ben so help me God <laughs> um, I saw enough penises to last me a lifetime <laughs> did you hear me I I, I believe I did yes <laughs> Uh, <laughs> to last me a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll leave it like that. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but that was the uh, the stint I did uh, on the other side of the criminal justice system, and and I'd also thought that if I had known men. Okay, back back when I was a cop, if I had known back then what I learned there, God, Ben, I probably would have left, would have allowed half to go. Wow. I'm serious. Wow. That's fascinating. Uh, not worth it, particularly 
uh, confinement for uh, for small amount of drugs or you know uh, nonviolent crimes. Um, there had to have been a better a better way, hmm. a better a better path to put uh, those folks on. Them. Fascinating. Um, but I'd have let half go. Wow. <laughs> Not uh, for murder, mind you, or you know. But, um, <laughs> but really, um, what an eye-opening, literally and figuratively, uh, experience for me. Well, that's it's a it's a weird connection then to um, Deb, of course. Um, she was a correctional uh, yes. officer when she was on Survivor. So there you go. There's another yeah. connection. Yes. Hmm. Uh, Deb was, and I don't even think Deb knew I, I did uh, go to corrections briefly, but uh, hmm. but she was for a long time. Deb, mm-hmm. Deb's someone we'd love to get on the show too. Actually, she um she made a, a random cameo on another podcast, um but um yeah, we'd like to hear from her. It's so, so, so going back to your hip hop that you're a fan of it. Do you do you get into hip hop when you're in in sort of that profession? Oh. Exactly, and that's where it came from. Uh, the guys would have uh, the hip hop coming out of the radios and uh, their CDs, and uh, what I would do, uh, which was uh, against the uh, the rules, <laughs> and oh, and look, might I also add, Ben, they will never. The Department of Corrections will never hire another celebrity again. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> uh, a lot of the guys knew that uh, that I'd been on Survivor, right? And and there were a couple of them that uh, had seen me. Wow! And uh, hey, it was uh, it, well, it gave them a perk, you know. Uh, but what I what I would do is periodically I just open up their their tray slot, okay, so that. Um, and I tell him to turn uh, the hip hop up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Who, who are some other people that you like, Mad Dog? Give us some other singers and artists that you like. Oh shoot, uh, DJ Khaled, <laughs> Mike Jones, <laughs> Common. Wow. <laughs> Ti. <laughs> Ludicrous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every time I hear Ludicrous and Ti right now, I'm going to think of Mad Dog. Oh, look. Um. Oh, I just love it. Could could um, could you? I can I put you on the spot completely? Could you drop us a verse of your favorite song? Oh God. Um. Oh. I'm a stoner. I'm a stoner. I'm a stoner. <laughs> Do you remember that one? No, I don't. I, 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 I don't know okay, if I know Are that you one. out of breath? <laughs> Look, I'm 65 years old. But Ben, trust me, I'm not a stoner. <laughs> oh, I woke up in the new Bugatti. <laughs> I woke up in the new Bugatti. <laughs> did you get that? I did. I did. <laughs> and... Look, waking up in a new Bugatti is good, but if you don't have any keys, <laughs> then where it, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> no keys. Yeah. Well, uh, wow. I just, I just love it, Ben. That is I love fantastic. It. And, when, and when I go to the gas station to fill up my uh, my big black avalanche <laughs> truck, um, I've got the windows down and and. Uh, my speakers are just pumping out the hip hop, 
and folks turn around and take a look at what's <laughs> driving that and has that in their vehicle and their jaws drop. <laughs> a lot of jaws are dropping right now, so uh, I can imagine. You think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic. I um, I really actually hope uh, what I might do with this interview, with your permission, is I might actually play uh, your your answering machine, just so people can hear how fantastic it is. Oh, look, uh, that would be fantastic. And can I tell you another secret? Please do, yes. Um, And you are the first to know, and I hope you're sitting down. I'm, I'm sitting down and waiting. <laughs> okay, um, I have a fiancé. Oh, 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 hang on, here we go. Give us a goss, who is he? Hey, okay, first of all, he's, oh my God, Ben, unbelievable. I mean, the kind of life that I am, am living now at this age is just, uh, I, I never saw it coming. Um, he is 19 years my junior. Okay. I, I'm just. I, I, yeah, I, I, I sat there I for a moment were, thinking that you said he was 19 years old. I'm thinking, wow, cougar. No, 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 no. <laughs> 19 years, my junior. Okay. okay, okay no, good, God. Right. Look, that would be like a pedophile. Well, it would be, yes. At my age. Yes. Uh, no, he's uh, 46. Okay. And uh, and he's black. Wow. And he's uh, an ex-con. Wow. Yes, and as a matter of fact, was uh, incarcerated in the same institution where I worked. So is that where you met? Is that kind of love blossomed from there? Yes. Wow. Wow. And, believe me, uh, this hard-nosed cop did not go work work in a penal institution, uh, like finding love in all the wrong places. (laughs) Oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, It... It found me. Wow, wow, that's um, and, that's uh, fascinating. And, and we've been been living together for uh, for almost two years. Perfect. And he's he's working full time, and he is doing absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. How, he, how did he propose? How did he propose? Um. Well, he uh. Well, I proposed to him basically. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And uh, we're not married yet, and uh, we haven't set a date, and uh, we may and we may not. Okay. But but we are uh, very very much together, and uh, and our relationship is just fantastic. Um, it's like the pieces of our puzzles fit into the other person's pieces that were missing. Um, two two puzzles together. Brilliant. And because uh, here's the retired 26-year veteran of the Metropolitan Police Department, a police inspector, uh, and an ex-con who served 24 years. Wow. Of his wow. of his life, half his life, and of course that was over a uh, something he did at a. At a very early age, hmm. when he was about twenty, and uh, and that's what happens to uh, a lot of young folks. Hmm. Wow! Well, congratulations. They uh, commit their crimes at a at a very uh, young age. They get caught, and then uh, 
they're incarcerated for half their lives. Yeah. Well, um, congratulations, Matt. I wasn't expecting that bombshell today, but um, you, you've... Well, surprise, we're all full of them. Yeah, exactly. You've, you've made a lot of people happy for you and a lot of people disappointed because I'm sure they were all waiting to get you out there and um, have a crack at you now that you're so hot. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> ben, that is funny. <laughs> no. no. Uh, James is... Uh, my last man. Hmm. That's what. That's it. That's what we all want, isn't it? That that last person. That sounds so final, but we know what it means. <laughs> but it, yeah. <laughs> but and at this age, because I'd never been married, I'd always been the independent dog. Uh, never even had a roommate. Never lived with anybody. And now at uh, well. Well, at the time, I think I was about 63 and a half. Yeah, God. And uh, to fall in love at uh, 63, mm. you know, incredible. Very credible. Well, that's um, amazing. And it's, uh, you know, true. They say love can happen whenever it happens. It's, you know, it just you never know. So uh. Yes. And, uh, and if it hadn't been for prison, our paths would not have uh, converged. Mm. There you go. That's amazing. Well, congratulations there, Mad Dog. And we, we look forward to seeing the wedding pictures when it happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll hit all the tabloids. It'll be like People Magazine and all that now. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Oh, my God. Those tabloids. The tabloids invaded the town of Wakefield. Wow. Looking for, uh, they were on an archaeological dig looking for dirt on the dog. <laughs> Did they find any? No. Good. <laughs> no. And, uh, A, and they can come back. And uh, there's still no dirt. I'm an open book. Still no dirt. There you go. Um, well, Mad Dog, we've got some listener questions, and I'm going to wrap it up with our final set of questions. They always do. Now, a lot of these questions, as always get answered in our interview so thank you to everybody who did send these in uh matthew goldberg asked the question would you have stuck with your ogre core members if you had made it to the merge oh this, this is a real tough one for the dog <laughs> um <laughs> can't say can't say okay can't say. Uh, may not have. May not have. Might have. Because uh, if I'd been really playing the game, uh, hey, I'd have, I'd have looked at uh, my best chances. Mm. So you got to do it. So I can't say that I would have stuck with uh, the Ogre Corps members. Would have been. Was there anybody from Coochie that you wish you had of um, being able to be on a trial? Oh, with? God. Look, Roger. Mm. Yeah. Good old Roger. Oh, you damn right. Roger and I were uh, the oldest one. Mm -hmm. Would have um, been yep. very interesting had you guys been on tribe, how that played out. Um, thanks, Matthew, for that one. Now, John Michael DeBella, his questions have already been answered, but he's he's written a comment at the start. He says, I am one of your biggest fans, and I find you to be one of the most memorable pre-jurors in Survivor history, and I think if I were old enough to be on Survivor when you were on it and I was on your tribe, I would have busted out laughing. 
popping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what a nice thing to say. Hmm. Uh, look, I'd have just uh, tickled him and kept him in stitches. <laughs> That's what we all want. You've done this so far in that interview uh, here, Mad Dog. It's going well. Uh, thanks, Sean Michael. Uh, Brandon Nelson says, uh, Mad Dog, how did you get that nickname? Oh, oh, that's uh, an easy one. Because some folks, unaware of my previous law enforcement background, thought that I'd acquired it there. But uh, um, during my early days as a street cop, I made more felony arrests than than most of the men and uh, received more commendations and awards than most of the men uh and during the midnight tour i kept everybody up because about every uh about every 10 minutes i'd be calling for a backup (laughs) 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 that i had a man with a gun or somebody wanted for robbery and that's uh how i got the name of mad dog because i went after him like a mad dog there you go that's um, explained. Easy. Thanks, Brandon, for that one. Uh, we'll have... And by the grace of God, never had to use my service weapon. So you, ne- you never never had to shoot anyone, or...? No. Okay. Uh, I, by the grace of God, I was lucky to disarm with charm, mostly. Disarm with charm. <laughs> disarm with charm. That's, uh, that's what we all want from all our police officers, right? Uh, d- Oh, God, yes. Look, like, don't get anybody bloodied up. Mm. That's um, fascinating. After all those years that you don't have to uh, use it. There you go. That's um, that's another interview. That's fascinating. Will, Will Hatch asks, uh, Mad Dog, is Amber still your mad pup? Oh, look. I started thinking of her like uh, a daughter I'd never had. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think if she'd uh, been away from Jerry, she she could have uh, become the mad, the, the real mad, mad pup. But I felt a, a real warmth for Amber. When would have been the last time you would have spoken to Amber? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, God, that was years and years ago. Hmm. More than a decade. Doing well now, isn't she now? She's one survivor, got married, had plenty of kids, so... Uh... Yes, yes. Oh, that is beautiful. Mm. Has a has a beautiful family, mm. and I'm and I'm so glad. Expecting again too. I think they're up to child number three or four. So, um, wow, yeah. she's, she's really popping them out. She is. Boston Robin Amber are, are still Amber. quite in love. <laughs> oh, which uh, which is is wonderful. It is. Yes. Good of them. Plenty of Survivor contestants in the future when they get to, like, 18. Uh, now, Kevin McLean says, How do you pronounce the first person voted off your tribe's name? <laughs> oh, Garrett, you know, that really made me mad because I thought his name, I thought Kel's name, K-E-L, was Cal. C-A-L. So I called, I was always calling him Cal, Cal. and he never corrected me. Wow. Boy, did I feel like a bimbo. <laughs> it, it was funny to watch. We were like, oh, why, why is she calling him Cal? It's Kel, but... um, I thought his damn name was Cal. 
Uh, now, Kevin also adds, who would you not give a drink of water to in the Simpson Desert? Mm. No. Um, I give, this is, this is my, my problem, Ben. <laughs> um, because the marshmallow comes out, look, if anybody was really dying, you know, for a drink of water, uh, whoever would get a drink of water. Good. That's good to hear. Good answer. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, really. Yes. You know? Um, thanks, Kevin. Now, some of these questions. Anthony Rossi, who, of course, our Oslot, who you've uh, conversed with setting up this interview, he's, um, his question's been answered. Matthew, yours... Actually, no, Matthew M., yours hasn't. Matthew M. asks, which constellation was Tina? Hmm. 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 Oh, God. I know. What the hell? I'll call her the little tipper. <laughs> oh, that, that's, a, that's a perfect uh, perfect one, considering what we've said about Tina so far this episode. <laughs> um, now, Doug, yours has been answered. Oh, or I could have called her Cassio <laughs> with emphasis on the P. On the P. Beautiful. Uh, no, no. Uh, no, really. God bless Tina. God bless Tina, uh, yes. Yes. I... I mean that. Yes. Um, hello. I'm sure Tina might probably listen to this because I know Tina speaks very fondly of you, Mad Dog. So um, we uh, hope that Tina's listening to this. Uh, Mike Scowl uh, just simply says, Mad Dog, you were so entertaining. It's disappointing we only got to see you for three episodes. There you go. Another comment. Um, and the final... They've all been answered, essentially. Now, thanks to everyone who sent them in. Uh, much appreciated, guys. Always like to listen to questions. Uh, Mad Dog, we always wrap up every interview with a set of uh, final questions. Just your opinion on uh, things to do with Survivor. Now, please base these off what you have seen. Obviously, if you haven't watched it sort of in a while, just base it on what you, you have seen and can remember because there's no right or wrong answers. The first question for you... When you were on Survivor, what are three things you learnt about Jeff Probst? <laughs> if anything at all. <laughs> hmm. Um, this is funny. After this really long, long part. Um... <laughs> You're keeping us on the edges of our seats so well in this interview, Mad Dog. You're doing great. You're doing fantastic. <laughs> can, we, can we go to the next question? I, I, I'm, I'm so intrigued now as to why you don't want to say what you want to say about Jeff. <laughs> and look, there's nothing really in there. Right. In my head. Right. Good old Jeff is blank, eh? <laughs> Well, that's a first. No one's, ever, no one's ever given that answer before, Mad Dog, so that's a good answer. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> oh, no, look. Um, oh, my God. One of, um, one of the best answers I will say that we got with that one, um, dear old BB from Borneo, who sadly has um, uh, passed away in the last year, when, when I asked him about uh, his thoughts on Jeff Probst, he had trouble remembering who I was talking about, so... Um, oh, dear. Yeah, I don't, I don't... Well, this is right up there with that. 
But uh, hey, um, one day at a at a time. Uh, you know, dementia hasn't uh, crept up yet. Uh, I know who Jeff Probst is, but I just can't think of uh, three things That's about fine. him. That is fine. That is- <laughs> Jeff, really, no, uh, no insult is intended. You're that is that is oh, fun. Quiet, Lulu. They, they actually I'm have a, my... a real dog in the background. Oh, uh, yes, and uh, she looks a little bit like a dingo. Ah, there you go. You <laughs> keep with the Australian theme. Uh, question number two: Out of the seasons you have seen, Mad Dog, what was your favourite and your least favourite season of Survivor? <laughs> these, these questions might be a lot of fun for you because uh, you know, again, based on what you have seen or what you can remember. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> ben, this is terrible. Now, you should thank God and thank your lucky stars that this interview did not consist of these last couple of questions <laughs> because your interview would have been as dead as a hammer. <laughs> Well, um, look. As long as uh, we can, we can. I'll, I'll answer and say that the Australian Outback obviously was your favourite because you're on it, and your least favourite was every other one that you weren't on because you weren't on those ones. Yeah, hey, you know, um, I'll take that. Yes, that works. I'll take that. Well, I'll, I can tailor. Yeah. I can tailor this one then to your season because uh, this one is sort of a one you can do with that. Uh, I mean, you're a happily engaged woman now, so this might be difficult to answer. Who on the Australian Outback Mad Dog to you was the sexiest? Contestant. Well, I'll tell you the uh, hardest. Uh, someone had had asked me one one time what the uh, the most difficult, the hardest thing that I was up against, and I did say Colby Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, that's an image, and I like it. Uh- <laughs> How how was it that the fact the that the old dog is really a bad dog? <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm surprised you didn't say that your favourite hip hop artist was Snoop Dogg or you know Little Bow Wow or someone like that. Oh, um, they're all right. Yeah, they're all right. Oh, I like Wiz Khalifa. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I, I want you to I want you to release a rap album now, Mad Dog. Um, Rick, Rick Ross. <laughs> Rick Ross. <laughs> yeah, more, more names are, uh, coming to my head. Um, oh, Whale. Whale, yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yes, you need to release a rap album. Please do that for us. Uh, <laughs> the Mad Dog Hip Hop album. Uh, well, question number four again. Uh, well, this, this might be fun for you to answer question number four in terms of who is your who to you is the greatest player never to have won. Do you want to just answer yourself because you didn't win, so you think you're the best player never to have won? <laughs> Here we go again. You know when it's coming. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll put you put you down. We'll put you down. We'll say Mad Dog answered Mad Dog. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, I think that uh, the vast majority of winners uh, certainly deserve to win. Okay, okay. Hey, whether they were uh, bastards or angels, look, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, The whole thing is, it was was a game, Mm -hmm. and and they deserve to win. That's um... out. 
and and good for them. Well, that that leads sort of. I mean, the fifth question is least favorite winner, so we'll skip over that. The final question we always ask then is, who to you is the greatest ever player in the history of Survivor? Again, throw me a random name. I'll take anyone at this point, Mad Dog. Say yourself if you want to. <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> Look, when I jumped off the cliff, I peed my pants. <laughs> That's worthy of a vote in that category, then. <laughs> Just for that, the fact that you admitted to that right now with this interview. <laughs> oh, God. And then I didn't have my legs closed enough, so I almost received a terminal wedgie when I went into that water. Wow. There you go. It was the... It was the wedgie of a lifetime. <laughs> There's so many things we need to go back and watch slowly now as you jump off that cliff. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How, many, how many times, actually, quickly, have, have you watched the season since you arrived? Have you, have you got it on a DVD? Do you watch it? or? Um, no. No? I think I've only seen it once, and that was about, okay, the last time might have been about 11 years ago. Wow. I mean, this wow. is not something that uh, that I just get into and relive and relive. Um, it's, hey, it's done, you move on to the next. Hmm. However, if, uh, if they gave me the opportunity to make a return trip, oh, the dog would... Bite on that and a heartbeat. <laughs> the dog would there and never let go. So you, so you haven't made your fiance. Oh, your fion- you're not. You, oh, you're not. You're not kidding. You haven't. Uh, you haven't made your fiance watch it, or had, did he? Had he already seen you on Survivor? Um, no, he hasn't uh, seen it. He has to now. Come on. <laughs> and and hey, he really uh doesn't doesn't care. Okay. He's not interested. There you go. That's um, as you all say, like. It's but but if uh, if they would allow uh, Fallon, uh, he and I would make a hell of a team. <laughs> Blood versus water, three mad dog and uh, and a fiance. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, hell! Look, ex cop, ex con. We have all the bases covered. <laughs> See you two in the amazing race. That would be fun. Uh, look, it would, that that would be uh, quite something. I thought I thought of that. Uh, that would be amazing. It, w- it would be in more ways than one. People would tune in. Mad Dog, it has been so much fun chatting with you today. Really do appreciate the time to uh, chat to us. Best of luck. Congratulations on the engagement. Best of luck for the wedding and everything else that goes your way. And uh, you're always welcome back on this show whenever you want. You just let me know and we'll get you back on and we'll do this again. Hey, Ben, uh, this has been great. And uh, for all the Survivor fans out out there, as you can hear, the mad dog lives. He's alive! He's alive! An absolute blast. And, yeah, personally one of my favourite interviews that I ever did on Survivor Oz. So, hope you enjoyed it as much today as you did when we released it all those years ago. We'll be putting another poll up on the Facebook page tomorrow for you to choose between. So, make sure you head to the Oz Network on Facebook to vote between those two people that we want you to choose who we will play in this segment next week. And while you're there, like us on Facebook because we would appreciate the love 
and any support, feedback, anything you want to give us along the lines, please do. Same with on our podcast pages, wherever good podcasts are downloadable, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, Google Podcasts, uh, subscribe, and of course, remember to leave us some feedback too, because we love to hear from you as much as you love listening, I think. Uh, Twitter, Instagram as well, just we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Flashback Friday here on the Oz Network, and my name is Ben. We'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.